Hi there. Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I am so glad you're here with me today. My name is Denise Alvarez, and in case we're new friends, I am extra specially glad that you have joined me here on the podcast. Now, for the next few weeks, we are going to be talking about some common questions that come up when I talk with clients about their websites. Why? Because as we head into 2021, this is the perfect time to be thinking about your online presence, or as my new friend, Abriana Johnson says, your digital hoofprint. Now, if you're not thinking about it yet, then maybe these questions are going to help you get there. This is going to be an episode you're going to want to save and come back to because it has some really good, practical, helpful information for your horse business. Now, Before I keep going, let me tell you just a little bit about myself and why I'm here to share these things with you. As I said, I'm Denise Alvarez, and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I help horse business owners like you create and implement an effective website marketing strategy. Why? Because I want to help you build a sustainable horse business so that you can actually be out in the barn doing more of what you really love to do. Because I get that not everyone loves marketing. You may not want to be hanging out at computers but you know that it's needed. So I am going to use a mix of step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos here on the podcast to help you not only see what's possible, but also guide you through the process so you can make it happen for your business. And that's what we'll be doing today as we break down some of those technology barriers that tend to get in the way for many business owners. Now, we're going to be talking websites and specifically website terms that might make your head spin a little bit as you start thinking about having your own website, or maybe you've already got one, but you're looking to have it refreshed. Now, just like there are common terms in the horse world, like the names of maybe some common tack items or grooming supplies that have come to use second nature now because you're in that world, well, the world of website marketing also has its own share of jargon, so to speak. So when it comes to websites, I've noticed that some people will actually pretend that they know what they're talking about because they don't actually want to be taken advantage of if you're talking maybe to a potential website designer. And so what happens is instead of speaking up, you walk away thinking, golly, I have no idea what I just signed up for. And I don't want that for you. So instead, let's take some time to get you a little bit more familiar with some lingo in the website realm. Now, I'm not expecting you to walk away or to even have expert level information or understanding. I promise we're going to keep this basic. I just want you to have an idea of what you're talking about when you sign up for a website or when you get out there to get started on your own. Okay, so let's jump in. We are going to talk about the top 10 website terms that every business owner should know, and it's going to help you break down those tech barriers, I promise. So number one is domain. A domain is the unique name used to identify the location of your website. Let's dive into that, okay? Now, when you look at a website address or a URL, the domain is what's in between the www and before any slashes in the address. Let me give you a real life example. The address for my free website checklist is www.stormlilymarketing.com slash checklist. And the domain inside of that is stormlilymarketing.com. So I had to actually go out and buy that domain. 
And that's why you need to know this information. Because for your business, you need to own the domain that you want to use for your website. Now, the good news is that it's really pretty simple to buy domains these days. Services like Google Domains and GoDaddy make it extra easy. Now, everybody has their own personal preference, but if you're asking me my preference, I love Google Domains. I think it's the way to go. So if you're looking to get started, check out Google Domains, and it's just super simple. You go there and search for the domain you're looking for, and if they have it, they'll tell you how much it's going to be per year, and then they make it very easy to buy. Now, a little bonus tidbit for you. You can use more than one domain to send people to the same website. So for example, when I bought stormlilymarketing.com, I also bought stormlily.com. So if you go online and type in www.stormlily.com, you're actually going to be sent to my website, stormlilymarketing.com. And then I also bought stormlilyranch.com. Now, I don't own Stormlily Ranch as far as like a physical ranch just yet. It's the name of the ranch that I plan to fund with Storm Lily Marketing one day, a place for at-risk youth and survivors of human trafficking to experience God's healing touch through horses. But for now, I know that that's coming, so I went ahead and purchased stormlilyranch.com, and I have it pointing to my current website. So the point of all that is you need to know what a domain is, you need to own yours, and you need to know it's okay if you own a couple and you point them all to the same place. Okay, next up, number two, is a website host. A host is essentially the way that your website is made available to the world on the internet. A host provides a server that houses all of your website files. Think of it as the home base for all the data and the information for your website, and then it allows people to find it online. Now, when it comes to websites, you basically have two options. You can have a hosted website or a self-hosted website. Let me try to break this down for you. Self-hosted uses what's called an open source software, and it basically gives you limitless customization options. Yet it also makes you responsible for every single detail related to your website, such as backups and security updates or perhaps plugin updates. Now, by contrast, a hosted website uses a specific website builder, which yes, that might limit some of your customization options, but it also relieves you from having to be the technical support and the manager for your own website. So for example, Wix and Shopify and Squarespace are some that you may have heard of, and they're great examples of a hosted website service. Now, here's the thing. There's really no one-size-fits-all best option here, as it really depends on a variety of factors for your business. So look at your overall goals for your website and the time and or the team members that you have available to manage your website over the long term. So for example, if you are a solo entrepreneur right now and you don't have a team of people that's going to be helping you take care of a website and you know that you're not able to do it uh, full time, so to speak, then I recommend a hosted website because then you're not having to worry about many of the things that can come up with a self-hosted option. Now, again, this is just for you to get an understanding. If you're ready for a website, then we could definitely talk and take a deeper dive into that but that is exactly what a host is, okay? All right, so let's move on to number three, a website builder. 
That's term number three. Now, a website builder is exactly that. It's a platform used to build a website. So if you choose a self-hosted website like we just talked about, the most common builder is WordPress.org. So many of you may say, yes, that's me. I have a WordPress website. Then you know what I'm talking about. You know that you have themes that help you set the overall design of your site and you have plugins that give you customization options. However, if you have a hosted service, then Wix or Shopify or Squarespace, those are some of the most common website builder options you may have heard of. And on each of these platforms, you'll start with the template that most closely matches what you need from your website, and then you can customize the site from there. So some website builders such as Wix also include other services such as email marketing, even invoicing and payment options, and even customer management. So you want to just get a whole picture when you're making your choice. But the idea for this is for you to understand a website builder has a couple different options. But it's important just to have an idea, again, when you're having that conversation with someone. So when they say, are you wanting your website built on WordPress or another service, then you can have a good conversation about that, right? Okay, let's move on to number four. This one is HTTPS. Now, you don't really need to know the words that each letter stands for as much as you need to know what the S at the end tells you. And it tells you that it's a secure site, meaning it has essentially a security certificate. Have you ever noticed when you're on a website, the little lock icon that shows up in the address bar of your website browser? That there is letting you know that you're on a website that's secure. In other words, the information that's being transmitted from this website to any other network is secure and encrypted. Now, for the majority of hosted websites, a security certificate is automatically included as part of the package you pay for. For a self-hosted website, like on a WordPress site, it might just depend on your host, so you're going to just double-check with that. They could have different levels of security that you're going to choose from. Now, you might be thinking, Denise, I'm not planning to sell anything online. Do I really need to worry about this? But if you're asking for any contact information at all, such as an email address, then you're going to want it because people are not going to feel comfortable sharing that information with you if they don't see your site secure. And frankly, Google oftentimes will give them a warning and other browsers may as well. But we all know that Google is most used right now. It's gonna give them a warning oftentimes and say, that you don't want to share this information because this is not a secure website. And Google has said in recent years that it will be less likely to show a website or a web page in their search results if it's not a secure page. And you want to show up in the results when people search for your business. So having an HTTPS version of your site is important. All right, let's move on then to number five. Number five is content. Now, what do we mean when we say website content? That actually refers to the material on your website from the visual elements to the text, to the words that you see on there. Now, as a business owner, why do you need to know that? Because when you're talking to the person that's going to manage the creation of your new website, or they're just going to design your site, or maybe they're just getting you set up, they're going to ask you, okay, are you providing the content? And you're probably just going to say, yeah, 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 because you don't want to pay another person. But what you don't understand is that that is 
all the information on that site. You need to write all the words. You need to decide what pictures are going on there, where they should go, where people should go, all those things. So when you answer that, just have an educated idea of what you're talking about because that's actually going to impact the quote that they're going to give you. Now, again, sometimes horse business owners might go, Denise, I really don't need content. Just put the basics on there. Well, first of all, that's really never true. You want pictures on your website, right? Well, if you're not sending the pictures to be used, then someone has to spend time looking for just the right photos that are going to capture what your business does. Not to mention all the words on your site, but we'll get into the words part next. Now, the second reason you don't want a just put the basics on there kind of attitude about your website is that it has the potential to be more than just an information page. It can actually help grow your business. So your content on your website can really make or break what happens when your visitors land there. So when you get asked who's providing the content, make sure that you know the right answer for your business. Now, our next term that we're going to define, number six, is copy. Now, the copy on your website means all the words on every single page, from the homepage to the about page to the descriptions of your products and services. The copy on your website is how you're communicating value to your website visitors and potential customers. In other words, the words matter. Most website designers, just be aware, they don't write the copy for your website. Not all, but most. Instead, they're going to get you started with the design once they get the information from you that says, here's what I want on the website. And so they're going to expect you to send a document that has all of that information. So if you are preparing to get your website done or refreshed, make sure that you include these things that are going to help you convert your website visitors into your customers. All right. Okay, let's keep going. We are at term number seven. I hope you are sticking with me. Now, remember, I will put these things on the show notes of the podcast. So I won't go into deep dive definitions, but I will list these out and give a basic definition for each one. So you can catch that at stormlilymarketing.com slash 10 for episode number 10. So flag this episode if you like and know that if you're taking notes, then you can also get this information over on my website. Okay. All right. So let's do number seven, wireframe. Now to wireframe a website means it's the plan for the website laid out in one document. It doesn't always mean that it has all the copy that we just talked about. But what it will include is what goes in the navigation menu. What's on that homepage at the very top? How do they move around? What are all the pages that are going to be on this website? And how are the visitors going to get from one page to another? And then it's also going to include the content and the copy. So the headings and the paragraphs and the calls to action. And I know I said it doesn't include all the copy, but here's the deal. The wireframe is your blueprint. Think of it that way. So this is your blueprint to get it onto the website. And then most often when you get to the website, you're going to tweak it some, and that's fine. It can be edited again, but this just gives you a plan. It gives your designer a plan to know what to take and build, okay? All right, we are almost done, friends. We're on number eight. So number eight is SEO, which stands for Search Engine Optimization. Now, essentially, that just means how do you get your website to show up 
in online searches? How do you show up in those results? When someone types in horseback riding lessons in my area, are you one of the ones that show up on that page of results? Now, there are definitely SEO experts out there, and I am not going to claim to be one. They focus solely on trying to get your website to show up in the top of search results, but they don't focus on other elements. That's their one thing. Now, that's not my one thing, but there are some basic SEO practices that I want you to be aware of, and then I always make sure and implement. So some of those include having a great page title that's very descriptive for each of the pages on your website. And then you also want to have a description for each page on your website because that's what's going to show up in that search results. So, you know, when you go to do a search, you see the name of the page or the blog post or whatever it might be, and you see a brief description. And that tells you if you want to go there, if that meets your search needs. Okay, so if you're wanting to show up for horseback riding lessons, you probably want to make sure that that's in the description of your page and actually on your website. Now, there are some other things such as getting Google to index your website, making sure your images have descriptions. Those are some of the basic things, and they're all going to help you be sure that Google knows where to find you. But the point here is not an SEO lesson. The point here is to teach you what does SEO mean so that you understand as you're having that conversation with your website designer. All right. Okay, let's move on to number nine. Number nine is responsive or adaptive. And that refers to how your website is going to show up on different screen sizes. So desktop, mobile, and tablet. And responsive means that your images and your text will dynamically change based on the screen size. So the website stays the same and the elements basically just resize depending on what device is being used. Alternatively, you have adaptive websites. And that basically means that you have a desktop version of your site and a mobile version of your site. Now, they're not completely different in terms of design, but there may be some elements that work well on desktop that aren't exactly a fit for mobile. So your adaptive website allows you to turn those things off maybe and just say you don't want the show up on mobile. Or maybe you can change your text or your font size a little bit. Again, not a completely different site, but a little bit more custom for the mobile or tablet version. Now remember, about half of your website traffic is on mobile devices, so how your website looks on tablets and on smartphones and mobile screens, it actually does matter. So make sure that you have that conversation about a responsive or adaptive website with your designer, okay? Okay, friends, we have made it to number 10. And number 10 may not be on all the other website terms list you're going to find online, but I promise you it's one of the most important if you want your website to actually work for your business. And number 10 is opt-in offer. Now, basically that means that you're going to provide something valuable in exchange for an email address. We call those freebies. So maybe your freebie is a printable or maybe it's a coupon or a how-to guide or a checklist. You have heard me talk about these things on this podcast before. It should be valuable. It should connect your visitors with your business. And then your website visitors are going to opt in to receiving emails and information from you. Now, why am I including this as a website term that every business owner should know? Because friends, this is how you're going to use your website to build up your qualified list of email leads that you can keep in touch with. 
Now, we talked about this a little bit more in detail in episode number five. So if you have not listened to that, it's called What the Heck's a Website That Converts and Why Should You Care? And you can listen to that on stormlilymarketing.com slash five on my website, or of course, in your favorite podcast player. So make sure you go back and listen to that and you'll have a better understanding of why I'm saying that number 10 is very important to understanding website terms. Okay, friends, you made it. I'm so proud of you. You don't have to pretend that you know what you're talking about anymore. You are now well-versed in the basics of websites for small businesses. Now, if there's any terms that I left off, I want to hear about that because I want to make sure I answer your questions. So if there's something you've heard or you've read about that you'd like to learn more about here, then just let me know. I would love to help and maybe we'll have a part two in 2021. So after hearing these questions, you may be thinking, okay, Denise, I'm ready. Let's get started on my website. Well, I want to make sure that you know that in the entire month of December, you can save 20% off of any of my one-page website packages. Now, don't worry, because as long as you secure your spot in December, I will give you the discount, even if you don't think you're going to be able to get started on your website until January. So let's just have that conversation. And as long as we get our I's dotted and our T's crossed, then we can still talk about that in January and I'll give you that discount. So let's talk about that, okay? Now, in case you're thinking, all right, what the heck's a one-page website? We didn't talk about that in your website terms. Then it's really what it sounds like. Rather than having a website that has multiple pages, a one-page website is a great toe in the water, so to speak. And a well-designed one-page website can let your customers move around and have the feel of a website. It has the links at the top, navigation menu that let them move around on the page. And it includes the most important elements that any great website should have. It's going to have easy navigation, powerful content, a method for collecting email addresses, and an easy way for your visitors to get in touch with you. So if you don't have a website yet and you've been waiting for the right time to get your online presence in order, then this might be what you've been looking for. So if you're interested in that at all, go over to stormlilymarketing.com slash sale. And I've even got a link there where you can check out a sample one-page website and get a feel for what that might look like for your own business. But remember, this really is only good for December. So don't put it off, okay? Now, one more thing. I have a free website checklist that I mentioned earlier as we were talking about domains. And this checklist is going to give you the four key elements that every equine website should include. So head on over to stormlilymarketing.com slash checklist and get your free website checklist today. Now, remember, you can get a summary of today's episode over on the podcast show notes at stormlilymarketing.com slash 10 for episode number 10. And you'll also find a link there to the free website checklist and to the sell for 20% off one-page websites in December. Now, as always, if you've got questions or somebody that you'd like me to have on the podcast, then I am all ears. I would love to hear from you. You can contact me, no surprise, over on my website. Now, in case we're new friends and you haven't heard, you can find out when new episodes of the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast are available by subscribing on your favorite podcast listening app. 
whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of the other great choices. Now, of course, you can also jump onto my email list and I'll send you a quick note every week and let you know I've got a new episode up. Just head over to stormlilymarketing.com slash podcast and sign up there. All right, friends, I hope you have a wonderful day and I will be back with you next week where we will keep on talking about websites and get you more comfortable with the idea of marketing your horse business. So until then, have a wonderful day. 